Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Do you love listening to podcasts, but hate adverts interrupting what you're listening to? Then why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at The 3 Nil Podcast for an ad-free version of the pod in addition to early access to the episodes. For just £3 a month, you can get all that plus more. Please consider subscribing to The 3 Nil Podcast on Patreon. Welcome to The 3 Nil Podcast. Fair warning, this episode may include talks of adult themes, bad language and football. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the 3 0 podcast. This week I'm joined by Ethan Ormson, the Manchester United fan. Hello. Hello. And no one else. It's just myself, Matt Goff. Um, <laughs> that sounds so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the talking about Ethan and no one else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we're gradually getting less and less popular with the, with the hosts that we've got. We, we've lost one third of our hosting wheel because Chuck's internet just can't cope anymore. Um, yes. So should, should his internet recover, he will rejoin. Um, but unfortunately, his internet is currently, you know, I reckon there's like school children in Botswana who have better Wi-Fi connection than he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can guarantee you that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, uh, first point of the episode is yours, Ethan. So do you want to take it away? Yes. So while I was scouring the internet for um, articles and, you know, little bits we could look up for the podcast, I found an article um, from a website called foottheball.com. Um, and this was looking at 10 young players in the Premier League to watch out for this season. Um, so I was going to go through the um, the list of players they've got. Um, I'll try if, if I'm aware of them. I'll give them give a bit a bit, bit, bit of background on them. If not, then I might have to do a quick little Wikipedia search. But I think most of these we should know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, we'll we'll have a discussion hopefully about how good we think these players are going to be. So starting off on my list it is the uh, new Spurs signee. It is Brian. Gil, Gil, Hill. I don't know. I don't know what the right way to pronounce it in As Spanish. It's, um, it's G-I-L, but it's Spanish. It might be Hill. I don't know. Brian Gill is the in- English pronunciation of it anyway. Um, His name is Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Brian okay. with a Y, but you know, yeah, Brian Gill. Like yeah, you know, yeah. he, he does sound like some bloke who works up in Yorkshire or somewhere like that. But no, mm. he is a he, he is a Spanish playmaker. Um, signed for Tottenham from Sevilla this summer. Um, the deal was I think about twenty one million quid plus Eric Lamella. Um, which is, you know, it's pretty decent, pretty sizable deal for a twenty-year-old. Who, yeah, I'm pretty certain. Mm-hmm. Even last season, if I have a, if I have a quick look um, at how many well, games he played last season. How much is Lamella worth as well? He must be worth about twenty mil. Uh, maybe I, 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 I don't think is worth as much as he was. But um, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, so last season, so yeah, but it, it, it between these couple of seasons, so um, Brian Gill made twenty-one appearances in total for uh, Sevilla, scoring two goals in his time there. Uh, had loan spells at Leganes and Ibar, um, played 12 games in 29 games at those clubs, scoring one and four goals. So not a 
I was going to say not a consistent goal scorer, but you don't really expect that, do you? From a um, was he a sentiment twenty year old? He, he's sort of like a he's like a winger slash number ten. You know, like you're like sort of like a playmaking oh, okay. winger sort of player. Like you'd, you'd expect play. slightly higher numbers then. But then Maybe. again, can you see how much assists he's got? How many assists? Um, I can definitely check on Transmarked and find out for you. Let's have a look. So he's got one, two, two assists for Sevilla in um, couple, like, a couple of seasons. Bear in mind he's only making odd appearance here and there. Right. Um, and then so most of them will probably be off the, off the bench and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. And then okay. Ibar last season in all competitions, he played 29 games, uh, got four goals and four assists, which isn't too bad from a from a from a sort of like a playmaking winger. And bear in mind, Ibar are not like a brilliant team they end up getting relegated no. last season. So oh okay. Um, yeah, that that yeah. that puts the stats up by about a half, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he has yeah. in, in, in three games for Spurs, he has got an, an assist, but that wasn't there. UEFA Europa Conference League qualifying games. Uh, he got an assist in one of those games. So, oh, okay. Um, look at his stats here. He plays mainly as left or right winger, but can play as sort of like a number ten if need to be as well. But right, but yeah. Okay. Um, so, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly to some, um, you know, Spurs have signed Brian Gilgus. I'm assuming they didn't think Lamella was good enough anymore, um, mm. and thought that Gil had more potential. Um, and Lamella's done really well, hasn't he? Yeah, if you look at it this season, I'm pretty certain Eric Lamella is like Sevilla's top goal scorer. If I look at his stats, um, where's, where's Lamella? Here he is. Yeah, so in three games, he scored three goals, um, which is pretty decent, to be fair, from Lamella. Yeah. So I'm pretty certain the deal worked out in both parties' favour. Um, well, that's how many goals the... Tottenham has scored in the last three games. Oh, yeah, well, pretty sorry, much. They're, yeah, exactly. They're, they're league games, anyway. They're league games, yeah, 3-1-0 <laughs> win. So, um, <laughs> but, um, just a quick thing while we're talking on Sevilla, um, slightly off topic, we won't take too long. Um, did you hear on Trans Deadline Day the other day, uh, Matt? The um, Chelsea fans were so upset with Sevilla for not letting them get Jules Kunde that they reported the um, is it the Twitter account of Sevilla yeah. to the point where they lost their blue tick for a while? <laughs> yep, yep, they made it um, unverified oh. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, the funniest. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's it funny might have been Instagram actually. I'm not sure. It's definitely yeah. one of them. It's one of them. But yeah, yeah. They reported it so much that it got unverified. So that's. I mean, it serves them right funny. though. Because we agreed to a deal and then they raised their price just because we sold Zuma. So, yeah. you know, serves them right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next player. This is a player that obviously, well, say obviously, you will know a, a lot about Matt. This is Billy Gilmore. Oi, yoy. I He definitely needs to be on this list. Yeah. Yes, obviously. So, so bear in mind, this, this isn't, you know, I've looked through the list. Mason Greenwood isn't on there, mainly because Mason Greenwood's already an established Premier League player. Mm. Is looking at new players or players who are sort of getting their might get their breakouts this year. Yeah, uh, obviously Billy Gilmore is definitely in that in that mold. Um, moved to Norwich on loan this season. Was that after signing a new deal at Chelsea? I'm pretty sure he might have signed a new. A new uh, deal I honestly point. can't remember. He might. But, have um, mm. but anyway, yeah, he's he so he, he joined Norwich on loan uh, mainly for first team experience. You know, the amount of midfielders you've got at Chelsea, especially considering you've now. Also got in um, Saul as well. Well, I mean, we've only, given the... we had four, including him. Um, if we, well, we would never have got Saul yeah. if we still had Gilmore, though, that's the thing. So yeah, um, you know, his, his going out yeah. on loan is like you say for game time, and we had to yeah, replace yeah. that fourth midfielder just because just in case one of them gets injured, we then can't rotate. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, we definitely needed another one in. Yeah. So Gilmore made twenty-two appearances across two seasons for Chelsea. Um, as Made a few for Norwich this season. I've pretty much played in every game Norwich has played. And I mean, Norwich have lost all three games so far. But I, mm, yeah. I, I, I mean, I he well. has been one of their main players in all of them, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, he's been a player that's been like pushing the team forward and creating play and stuff. So um, 
I wouldn't be surprised even if they go down, so to speak. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets their play of the season yeah. or something like that. And, and also considering um, that the first three games of Notch's season were Liverpool, Man City and Leicester. Mm. I don't think anyone really expected them to win any of those games. So no, yeah, we'll probably judge them on the rest of the season. Um, you, you did play 19 minutes when uh, Norwich beat Bournemouth 6-0 in the EFL Cup, but um, mm. he didn't get a goal or assist. I think he was a late sub in that game. But it, it's positive that he's 20 years old and he's playing week in, week out for Norwich, which is in the Premier League. And regardless of the results, the experience will probably be really beneficial for him. Won't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, moving on from Billy Gilmore, um, we're going on to another uh, midfielder. This one is Curtis Jones uh, for Liverpool. Okay. All right. Has he been loaned out too, or is he still at Liverpool? So he's still at Liverpool, Curtis Jones is. Um, all I hear Liverpool fans talk about is uh, how amazing this kid is. Um, personally, I can't say I've seen He hasn't been too impressive for me. But, um, I mean, he's 20 years old and he's already made 47 appearances for Liverpool, scoring seven goals and getting six assists. So I mean, That is pretty good stats from midfielder, to be fair. Exactly. So. And, and considering he wouldn't have been starting too many of those games, mm. I think I'm looking at, this, looking at his stats now and he's made he's played two and a half thousand minutes across um, three seasons, which is that that's the sort of number you see from a player for one season if they play consistently. So, yeah, um, OK. I'd say it's pretty yeah. decent for him. Um, looking at the article here, it says, following the departure of Ginny Wijnaldum from Liverpool's PSG, Curtis Jones is expected to play a considerably larger role under Jurgen Klopp. Um, he benefited last season greatly from Liverpool's injury concerns, featured in Premier League more than many would have expected. Um, John Henderson and Fabinho had to step in at centre-back while Van Dijk and Gomez were injured, and Curtis was charged with keeping the things running in the middle of the park. Um, the only thing I would say on this on this point, obviously this, this article was done before the season started, Um while most Liverpool fans probably thought that Curtis Jones would have been, you know, in that midfield for certain games, it seems almost like this season um, uh, the, the um, Harvey Elliott has been given that berth in the centre midfield. If you watch the uh, Liverpool games recently, Isn't he a winger though. Um, I'd, he played winger last season for um, for Blackburn in the Championship, but um, he played against you guys uh, midweek, didn't he? Not oh, midweek, sorry. Um, the in last Saturday. Um, he's played. He played centre mid in that game. To be fair, so yeah, okay. I think. I think. He'll, I'll probably say maybe Harvey Elliott's the player more to watch out for. But um, you know, mm. Curtis Jones, one of the little fans, has got great, great potential. As we're well, changing so. the article already. That's what we're doing. Yes, I'm changing <laughs> article slightly. Just, but just based off the fact that Harvey Elliott, you know, if Liverpool have got the faith to start him against Chelsea with Henderson and Fabinho, when you've got Naby Keita, Thiago, and Oxford Chamberlain on the bench. Yeah, um, that, that's within mind, quite good yeah. company, isn't it? To be fair, yeah. So, and yeah. bear in mind that Curtis Jones wasn't on the bench in that game. You know, you, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's doing something right. So, okay, let's change that then to yeah, um, Harvey Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next player to watch in this list is um, one of Patrick Vieira's signings this season. Um, I'm going to apologise if I can't pronounce the name quite correctly, but I think it's Michael Elise or Elise. Um, O-L-I-S-E is how you spell it. Okay. Um, He was signed from Reading uh, uh, some of this season. Um, I'm trying to look to see how much money he costs them. Can't see it from my face right now, but um, I'll find out for you. But uh, 19 years old, still really young. Uh, There you go. It costs about 9 or 10 million from Reading, which isn't too bad, to be fair. That's that's pretty cheap Um, for a 19-year-old player. Yeah. Considering last season in in the um, the Championship, which was... You know his 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 breakout season in the championship. I'd say he got seven goals and twelve assists in forty four games, which is a That's pretty decent good. return, is what I'd say. Um, the season the season before that, he only played um, I think twenty. You know, he did play um, I think it's twenty three games, twenty three, twenty three games. 
Yeah, played 23 games of the season before that, only getting a, only getting two assists, but that was more bit part role. Whereas last season, you know, it was, it was definitely his breakout year for Reading. Mm. Um, mainly um, playing on the right wing or as number 10. That's sort of his main positions. I'm guessing along the lines of, um, you know, Eze and Zaha, um, players that can sort of, you know, well, mainly for Eze and, and, and Elise, players that allow Zaha to have a bit more freedom on the pitch. Yeah, um, I've got a feeling they're going to try and phase out Zaha soon anyway because he's not really hit form. He hit form in pre-season and then since the start of the season, he hasn't really done so well. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out too over the course of the yeah. season. I mean, it, 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 it might be beneficial for Zaha. I mean, he's mm. been like an, an undroppable player. Maybe he needs that bit of competition to go and um, yeah. you know, mm. give him a bit of a G up. And Well, that's exactly you know. what happened with Eze because as soon as Eze started yeah. hit form, Zaha hit form as well because, like you say, he had a competition. So, um, so yeah. yeah. That's the next one on the list. That was uh, Michael Elise. The next one is a Leicester signing. Um, this is uh, Bubakari Samare. Oh, okay. I know of the player. Was it? Is it Toulouse he was from? Um, he was from... Uh, Lille. One Lille. Lille, okay. Lille I, knew was, I knew it was somewhere in France. Okay. Close yeah, so the 22-year-old <laughs> yeah. defensive midfielder... Um, I mean, as you were probably well aware, that uh, uh, Leicester have a history with getting uh, French defensive midfielders in. Yeah, um, they do indeed. French, I might say French speaking, as um, Wilfred Ndidi came from a Belgian club. Um, yeah. but, you Isn't know, he Nigerian as well? He's Nigerian, but he came yeah, yeah. Uh, from a. So, you I know. mean, they talk French, don't they? Or at least some parts anyway. I'm not sure, and I don't want to say in case we get told off, but I want to Google that before you start accusing Nigerians of speaking uh, French. Um, well, I don't think I guarantee you some people speak it's... French in that country. You just don't know whether well, <laughs> how many. <laughs> I'm sure some people speak French in like England, but it doesn't mean we're a French-speaking country. No, anyway. no, that's very true. <laughs> I digress. So, um, yeah, last season for Lille, uh, Samaria played 43 games, getting two assists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a, he's a DM, and he's probably like he, he's more of like a you know like a uh, you know he's a, he, he's a powerhouse of a DM. Mm. He's, he's not there to get assists. He's there to win the ball back and play it on again. Yeah. Um, well, because how old is Ndidi now? It must be about 26, 27 now. Um, so... Ndidi, I can check for you. I don't think he's, I don't think he's that old. Um, he I think he's like 24, then? 25 Ndidi is. I never look. So... I think he was young about three or four years ago. He'd be signed as about a 21-year-old, to be fair. Was he? Um, okay. Wolf Ndidi is 24. About 24? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, I thought um... time moved way quicker than that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Unfortunately not. For the uh, rare yeah. circumstance, yeah, okay. Samari's yeah. already played three games this season, um, mm-hmm. all three of which have been um, sort of like substitute cameo appearances. And I'm sure we'll see see more from him as the season gets on. But mm. as a deputy for um, for you know Ndidi and a player who will probably, I reckon Leicester will probably end up selling Ndidi at some point, maybe next summer, if that signing uh, pulls twice. off. Yeah, if it, if it pulls off, and Bubakari Samari is probably the player to step into his shoes. Mm. Yeah, um, let's say here. He says he's adaptable, techni- technical, uh, both quick and strong. Samari, the powerhouse, has, has it all. Along with his poetic on-the-ball prowess, he possesses a distinctive drive, tenacity, and all that attitude, all of which are on full display every match day. When he retrieves the ball, especially in the middle third, he frequently displays his most distinguishing feature, dribbling and ball-carrying. The Frenchman possesses a deft touch while shifting the ball from one foot to another and dodging challenges. So, he can win the ball. Um, cost about 17 million quid, which isn't huge, but it's not, a, not, not you know, no yeah, change right. either. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it'd be very interesting to see how he plays for Leicester if he gets sort of. I'm guessing he's be eased into the team more and more as the season goes on. Mm, yeah, uh, I reckon he's going to be good. That that'd be my prediction. 
I, I, I agree. I think let, let's not when it comes to defensive midfielders, they they know what they're doing the majority of the time. Yeah. So and just their recruitment in gen- general, they never really get it wrong. Like at least in recent years, anyway. So yeah. there's very few players that have been bad for them. So uh, definitely, yeah. The the next player on this list, Matt, you are going to be very very aware of, uh, and I'm going to misspell mispronounce the name probably here. Mark Guehi, 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 I think. Gwehi. Gwehi. Okay. Yo, Gwehi. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's on this list. So he um, was bought this season for about, I think about 23 million pounds. Was it 23 million euros? Yeah. Between 20 and 25 million pounds. Yeah. 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 Um, was bought by Crystal Palace. Um, you know, Crystal mm-hmm. Palace are revamping their team with a lot of young talent. And uh, Mark Gwehi one of them. Um, it says here, I think to make his Premier League debut with Chelsea. Uh, he is set to make his top five debut with Crystal Palace. Obviously, by this point, he already has. Mm-hmm. He spent last season alone at Swansea. He had 40 outings under Steve Cooper for a championship campaign before losing the playoff final to uh, Brentford. A 21-year-old has excelled in two stints with the Swans to become Patrick Vieira's third signing. There are a few youngsters at the backs of the game as complete as Guehi, who shows great aptitude and all the qualities you'd ask someone in his position. Recovery, speed, robustness, a firm tackle, aerial prowess, and ability to stride forward and bring the ball out from the back. Um, it says here, no player under 21 had a better to tackle success rate in England's top two tiers than Mark Guehi last season with about eighty four point six percent tackle success rate. Yeah, no, he. he is... I, I was very surprised that we we kept him. Sorry, we sold him and let yeah. go of um. Well, Zuma for one. I mean, we've obviously let go of now. Um, I mean, to thirty million quid is a good deal for Zuma. Too, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, he he. I'm glad we got rid of him in the end. To be honest, even though he's been a very good servant for the club. Um, yeah. You know, he doesn't suit our style of play anymore like he did back in the Mourinho era, but not now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's slightly off topic. Um, but yeah, I was more surprised to see Chalaba in our lineup compared to uh, Gwehi, um, mm. which, you know, I thought that Gwehi would be great for us. But, you know, I mean, Tuchel has done very well when he selected uh, Chalaba. He's, uh, he's done brilliantly. He literally hasn't put a foot wrong. So, um, you know, trust the judgment and all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Gray, he's another top talent. So I would not I be mean, surprised. Say if he struggles played... this season, I would not be surprised if he does well next season anyway. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, he's, he's played every minute of um, Crystal Palace's league and cup came, uh, cup campaign so far. Um, mm. He played in the actual 3 0 loss to Chelsea at the start of the season, but then played a 0 0 draw to Brentford and a 2 0 draw to West Ham. Um, mm. Also played in a 1 0 loss to Watford in the cup, but I don't think I'm paying right. attention. So he's got two clean sheets in three league games, which is pretty good already. Uh, one clean sheet. A oh, one clean sheet? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Were, yeah. Lost yep. to Chelsea and then drew to West Ham too. Oh, that's still good. So. Oh no, still know. good. Either. Yeah. Especially considering a lot of that West Ham team are new. Mm. And Ham, a lot of that sorry. Palace team is a lot is of that in Palace rebuild. Team are new. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. The next player on this list, uh, I'll try and get for the last few on these bit bit quicker than I was. Uh, Patson Daka, uh, the right. twenty-two yep. year old Zambian striker, Leicester signed this season. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, most people think is actually. Everyone was thinking it's gonna be a replacement for um. Zvardi, um, I reckon it's more of a replacement for Iheanacho. I don't think Rodgers is is convinced by Iheanacho this season, and the reason that Daka's playing more than, well, playing more than um, Iheanacho would be this season is probably a testament to mm. that. Thing is if, um, the thing I don't understand is why they didn't sell Iheanacho, if that's the case. Because they could have... Iheanacho had some quite good scoring form towards the end of the season, so they could have really capitalised on that yeah, and sold him for a bit more. Um which does seem odd to me, but yeah. maybe they, they want three top-quality strikers. Um, well, I, th- I think Leicester have changed their system a bit now and, and again, have gone to a one-striker system. So they probably mm. want um, both Ian Acho and Daka, uh, system Vardy. But I think 
weirdly, in terms of play style, Daka is more similar to Vardy, but um, in terms of minutes, I think this season he'll probably replace Ianacho as number two. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was signed for 23 million quid. Um, hasn't scored yet this season, but he's only made two appearances, of which both of those were substitute cameos. Right, yeah. Um, okay. uh, last season, though, uh, I mean, it was it was for Red Bull Salzburg, but let me read out these stats to you. So in 42 games, mm-hmm. he scored 34 goals and got 12 assists. That's very, 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 very good. Yeah, I mean, considering <laughs> in, in the Austrian Bundesliga, he had 27 goals and seven assists in 28 games. Yeah, you know, nice. It shows he can score goals. It's just the question mm-hmm. will be whether he can score goals in um, the, the Premier League. So. Could be another Timo Werner all over again. Just a load of work rate and not much end product in front of it goal anyway. Be. It could be. So, yeah. Hopefully not. But um, yeah, he, he's a player that a lot of Leicester fans should be excited to see and will hopefully um, live, live up to his hype. Mm. Um, there is two, three players left to go. I'll quickly go for these ones. So, Christopher Ayer. Where of him? Uh, Christopher Ayer, um, no, no. Norwegian centre back, bought from Celtic. Is it Brentford? No now? clue. No clue. <laughs> anyway, um, Brentford broke their transfer record on this player and they paid £13.5 million to acquire uh, centre back Christopher Ayer uh, from Scottish Club Celtic. Um, He's pretty much been played. He's been a mainstay at uh, Celtic since he joined there. He's about a 19-year-old, I think, an 18-19-year-old, and now 23. Um, okay. So that's, that sounds like a good signing straight off the bat there because Celtic are meant to be the top team in Scotland. So if he's been a consistent player for them, then... Exactly. You know, They're starting somewhere good. He can play He can play both centre-back or DM. He's very good on the ball, very good at playing out the back. He's a decent defender as well. And he's also six, six foot five as well, which is an absolute oh, fucking giant. That will help. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he, he's won three um, Scottish Premier Leagues in this time as well, so he's, so he's got experience. Um, so I reckon he'll be it'll be it'll be a very 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 good player for um, for Brentford, and hopefully, and hopefully this season will be another successful one for him. Mm. Um, the next player is a Wolves player. Uh, this is left back, left wing back uh, Ryan Eight Nori. Um, he played a fair bit last season, but obviously the, the sort of the sort of issue of that was being that it was in uh, Nuno's last season, and I think Wolves sort of burn out towards the end of last season, but he's back. Um, 20 years old, it says uh, he can provide overlapping runs, take up all the attacking responsibility in his flank, but he can also join the field and build-ups and gener- generate numerical superior- superiorities. Such is his technical and also tactical quality that he can operate comfortably both out wide and in tight spaces. Nuno reunites the conditions of a winger and of a midfielder. He has excellent speed, acceleration, timing, dribbling, and crossing ability. Plus, he's a very gifted passer, has deep understanding of time and space. So, you know, like a glowing, a glowing um, sort of re- reputation he's already got. And at 20 years old, he can only get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see how he plays at Wolves under um, Bruno Lage this season. Um, Wolves have shown themselves to already be a very, very tough team to beat. Mm. Um, they've lost, all their, I mean, I say tough team to beat, they've lost all their three opening games. They lost all of them 1 0, I think, at the moment. Yeah, um, but it was so tough for them. So you know, it was tough. It was tough. I mean, <laughs> we played them, and it was bloody tough. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think he'll definitely be given a chance under Bruno Lage, and hopefully he'll be become a, a top top left back. Um, the final player in this list made me shit my pants about five times in the United game, and it's not Adama Traore. Okay. Um, oh, this is I know Francisco. You... Yeah, Francisco Trincao. So, I mean, he's been on the radar for a while now, though, isn't he? So yeah, but it's interesting how I... he's on this list. I was gonna say I don't know how Wolves got him on loan, but obviously George Mendes FC works again. Mm, um, yeah. Mm. I mean, he was at Barcelona last season. He played well for Barcelona. He was good. He wasn't. It wasn't outstanding, but for like a 19, 20 year old, you don't expect too much from his first season at Barcelona. 
but he's basically a Portuguese version of Riyad Mahrez. You know, mm, quick, yeah. like not rapid, but that turn of pace the, he's got, yeah, the acceleration is he's absolutely got. insane. Mm. Like the amount of times I was watching him against United, and you could tell that he was on that side when, as soon as Luke Shaw got a bit too far forward and like um, Wolves countered, he was getting that ball and he was driving one at one in Maguire. Like he was just targeting Maguire, which was dribbling one on one because he knew he's a better, he's, he knew he's quicker than Maguire. And he knows that he, he's, he's more agile than him. So Maguire basically every time with the Wolves um, countered and Trinkard had the ball, Maguire was probably just shitting his pants. And thank God we had Varane next and not, not Lindelof. As, <laughs> he, he, he had a fair few chances um, against us to encounter score. And he still doesn't quite have that in that, that end product. But, you know, from a 21-year-old who's maybe in his second or third full season, you know, he's he's definitely got the, you know, the, the world, the world, the world, um, you know, above him. At his fingertips. Exactly. <laughs> I think he'll be he'll be a very, very, very good player. Um just looking at his stats last season before he finishes off. So you okay. go. So last season at Barcelona, again playing mainly as a white winger. Um only got three goals and two assists in forty two games, but looking at his stats, he very rarely ever started. He was pretty much I mean, I can't see there's one game all season where he played ninety minutes. Right. So okay. So he's a supporting role most of the time, wasn't he? Exactly. So. He was always the, the late sub, pretty much coming on for Messi or Whoever was playing right wing um, that's right, that then. season. That's not a bad job to have. Um, exactly, exactly. Um, and then the season before that at Braga, um, nine goals and 13 assists in 40 games, which mm. is much, much more impressive. So that's that's the sort of player he can be, you know, goals and assists from that wing. He yeah. showed against United just with a bit, bit more end product, a bit more experience in the Premier League. He can definitely be a, be a brilliant player. Um, I'm not sure if Wolves have got a buy option in their loan, but if they don't, they should try and get one soon as because he's a player who's Value is only going to increase unless he has an absolute fucking stinker of a season, which I can't mm. see happening personally. Yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, yeah. But yeah, that's the, that, that's the end of end of my potential list that I've got here. Um, okay, that'd be an interesting oh, list to visit at the end of the season. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah, see what happens. Anyone review them? Obviously, anyone listening to this, there will be an Instagram post when the uh, episode goes up. So please get involved in our comments. Let us know if there's any players that this article has missed or any young players you think should be in this list. Um, and yeah, I want to start a discussion, you know, get involved, yeah. let us know. Um, yeah, but that'll be, cool. be the, end of the, the end of my point. Um, the first point of the episode, this is. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go into a short ad break and then we'll be back with uh, your point, Matt. Oi, oi, let's go. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. you love listening to podcasts but hate adverts interrupting what you're listening to then why not consider subscribing to our patreon at the three nil podcast for an ad-free version of the pod in addition to early access to the episodes just three pound a month you can get all that plus more please consider subscribing to the three nil podcast on patreon welcome back everyone from that short ad break thank you for listening to that and thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring us i'm very certain the sponsor is us, but we'll get some sponsors soon. It, it will be, yeah. yeah, yeah. So our sponsors but... is us saying, please, can you sponsor us? Exactly. <laughs> so, but... yeah. yeah. 
Um, Anyone who is interested in sponsoring the podcast, do get in touch. Um, yeah, we are a growing podcast. If you look at our Instagram page and such, we are growing. Mm. So get in yeah. now while it's cheap, and you'll have some sponsorship for, <laughs> for well for, for, for as long as we agree. But you know, well, well, at the moment we're doing it for an entire season. So um, so yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be quite good. But anyway. Yes, shall we I, digress. Sh- yeah, shall I go on to my point? Because the normal listeners aren't here to talk about exactly. Or listen go to on. Things. Take, take so, it away, Matthew. Most of you will know that many football teams have their own song when it comes to playing games at the home ground. Uh, a song that the players will walk out to to help motivate and pump up their own players or to try to intimidate the opposition. I'm going to start with arguably the most famous walkout song in world football. And can is you guess what it is? Pompey. Play up, Pompey. Pompey, play up. What? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Wait, you, you know, you, it's play up, Pompey, Pompey, play up. You've never heard that before? No, I've never heard that. Funny enough, because I've never been to Portsmouth or whatever their stadium is called. I've been to Portsmouth. Frank Park. Frank Park, that's Frant one. Park, yeah. No, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I, um, I digress it again. <laughs> funnily enough, I'm talking about You'll Never Walk Alone, the famous anthem from Anfield and Liverpool. Um, yeah, do you want to demonstrate what it sounds bounces. like, Ethan? I'd rather not. I think it's blasphemy if I sing that song. (laughs) Well, it goes like you'll never walk alone, but in a melodic tune, shall we say. Um, You'll never walk alone in a Scouse accent, obviously. Um, And yeah, I'm just basically going to talk about it and how it came to be and how Liverpool adopted this song. So it all started back in 1945, so quite a long way back, um, back when World War II had ended just a year before. Um, and the entire world was starting to recover. Um, one of the things that, re- that was recovering was theatre, and a certain musical called Carousel was very, very popular. Uh, it was about a man who had a romance with a mill worker uh, who was pushed to rob a bank or store uh, to provide for her and their unborn child, and it goes horribly wrong. Uh, the song most of you know in this show uh, was played at least twice per show, making it the main song. So, yeah, so it was a main song in some sort of musical way back when. And yeah, it was apparently a good song <laughs> for those times. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the show started in Broadway in 1945 and in 1947, it went on a US tour. And then by 1950, it made its way to the West End. And it took 13 years after that for people in Liverpool to take notice when in 1963, a local Liverpool group called Jerry and the Peacemakers covered the song. And it made it to number one for four consecutive weeks, which is not bad at all. Um, yeah, especially well, to be fair, in those days, it did take longer for songs to go in and out of the charts because obviously they were buying records, whereas now it's, they can yeah. go up and down quite quickly. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, still not bad going at all. Um, but as far as Liverpool was concerned, um, it was club tradition to play 10 songs in the charts before kickoff going in descending order. So starting at 10 and then going down and finishing whatever's in the top of the charts and then they kick mm. off the game or the players walk out, whatever. Um, and yeah, because this song stayed at the top of the charts for four weeks, the fans got used to it um, being the last song. Um, they started to continue singing it uh, last after all the 10 songs had been played um, after it had dropped out of the charts or the top 10, I should say. Um, I mean, there must have been a few massive fans of both uh, the group and Liverpool Football Club um, because it was also performed live to Bill Shankly's, um, who was the current Liverpool manager at the time. And during the preseason of 1963, he liked it so much, he asked the stadium team if they could play the song before the matches started. Um, so he kind of was the starting person to make it so that it would be the official yeah. song. Um, but then 
Obviously, not long after, Liverpool made it their official official club anthem, with it being played at Anfield throughout the remainder of the season and at Wembley in the FA Cup final win over Leeds. Um, so, yeah. And so pretty much since 1963, it's been their main song, their walkout song ever since. Um, and it's a pretty big song, to be honest, um, because quite a few singers, quite quite a lot of singers have covered the song as well, like... I know you're a massive fan of Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Frank, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay, leave me alone. Right, it's like Frank Sean Sinatra. Connery saying it. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Um, Johnny Cash. Uh, Olivia yeah. Newton. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Olivia Newton-John, I should say. <laughs> uh, How dare you? Roy Orbison, Elvis Presley, and Marcus Mumford uh, from Mumford and Sons. So, as the most recent one, anyway. Uh, Snuck him in there, have you? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, Elvis yeah. Presley is Frank Sinatra and then Marcus Mumford. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to get a modern one in there, you know. So. Yeah, 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 Anyway, um, and also Brian May, the lead guitarist in Queen, has also gone on record to say it was uh, that in one of their concerts uh, Queen played, they finished their fans, uh, sorry, they finished, and their fans started singing the song. And it actually, okay. he said, it helped them to inspire them to make the classic songs, We Are the Champions and We Will Rock You. So that's cool, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, three years after in 1966, uh, Celtic, obviously a Scottish team, uh, mm-hmm. played Liverpool in the Cup Winners' Cup in the semi finals, and they loved it so much they adopted it too. Um, and Ethan, can you guess who they played in the final? So, so well, Celtic. Cel- Celtic adopted the song in the semi finals mm-hmm. of that competition. Who do you reckon they yeah. played in the final? When was it? 1966. Uh, Rangers. No, no, no. So, oh, European. So um, I don't know. Real Madrid. It, it's okay. It's another club that adopted the song. Um, I don't know. Bruce Dortmund. Yes. There you go. <laughs> nice. There we go. I am good. I, I, yeah, I yeah. do know some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So they adopted the song as well because of this Cup Winners Cup competition. Pretty much. I'm not sure what happened mm. in 1966. I mean, I know. Well, I know. England obviously won the World Cup, <laughs> but other than that, okay, not, yeah. not too much else happened. Oh, my dad was born as well, actually. But still, other than that, yeah. not, not too much else happened that I know of. Anyway, way before yeah. my time. Um, but but yeah, so something was up with that competition because two clubs adopted that that song because Liverpool had it and they liked it so much. So, you know. um, but yeah, um, and the song for Liverpool is arguably more than just an anthem too. If we go into a more serious note, um, when the Hillsborough disaster happened, um, for those of you that, unfam- that are unfamiliar, um, it was when a part of the stadium in 1989 in Hillsborough, Sheffield, collapsed and cr- tragically killed 97 people and injuring a further 766. Um, it's definitely a point for another another day, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the song was used at the Liverpool FC m- memorial service, uh, which really added a whole new meaning to the song, You'll Never Walk Alone. Um, definitely yeah so I, I mean you hear it now like I'm not a big fan of Liverpool because of obvious mm-hmm. reasons I'm a United fan but yeah. it is powerful hearing that before every game especially the connotations of it especially like the the, the, the passion that Liverpool fans sing that song with mm. um, and Celtic and Dortmund fans all of them but the, pa- it's, it, the passion they sing it with it, was, it's re- it really gets to you sometimes mm. yeah yeah definitely definitely um, I mean the song if we're going to compare them to charts now, it probably hasn't aged too well, but for something to stay that long in popular mm. culture is a massive achievement. Like, Oh yeah. Um, you're not, you're not getting many songs from the sixties now, are you? <laughs> no, um, or, no, sorry, from the forties, I should say. Well, um, yeah. Uh, it's only really, 
it's only really like Christmas songs you're really getting now that sort of you know they're still yeah. going from those sort yeah, of days. Yeah. So, hmm. and that's at a push now, yeah. But, uh, exactly. but yeah, so it's a massive achievement just on the musical front. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm nearing the end of this list already. Oh, sorry, this little story. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, there's quite a lot of other teams that have sung it as well. I've I've only noted down the the big ones from yeah majority of the countries. Um, but otherwise, I'd be here for ages. <laughs> um, but most notable teams are uh, FC Twenty and Feyenoord and FC Camber in the Netherlands. Um, in lots. Germany, you've obviously got Dortmund. Then you've got FC Mainz yeah. and TSV eighteen sixteen Munich. Yeah. Um, in Belgium, you've got Club Bruges, and you, in Japan, you've got FC Tokyo. And in Spain, you've got CD Lugo. Jesus Christ, mate! Your fucking Japanese accent was saying Tokyo, didn't you? Tokyo. You had you had to do a Japanese fucking twang on it, didn't you? What it's how it's pronounced, is it not? What Tokyo? What Tokyo, isn't it? A Tokyo. No, as far no, as to- it's to- Tokyo. Is it not? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's Tokyo, just something like you're doing a Japanese act. Like, Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's pronounced, is it this. not? Okay. Right. I mean, maybe. I I'm trying know. to do. I'm trying funny. to pronounce it properly. Anyway, okay. I apologise if that offended anyone. I'm trying my best to pronounce it yeah. properly anyway um so japan's tokyo fc yes. um or fc tokyo uh yes. spain's cd lugo and greece's paok or pauk i don't know how you, i think it is paok yeah. isn't it <laughs> um, yeah i think either works for them to be fair yeah yeah um and yeah going out of football is also sung by two ice hockey teams of which i forgot to put the names down but yeah, okay. <laughs> they're not very notable ice hockey teams, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, yeah, or if so, they are, we're not aware of it because ice hockey's not a massive sport in the UK. <laughs> no, no, it's really not. No, so um, I, I literally only know of Guildford Flames, and that's only because they're my local team. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so th- that's the story of how you'll never walk alone kind of came into being to Liverpool. Um, it's not a massively long story, but it's a very important one. I think a lot of Liverpool fans would would argue. Um, yeah. and I'd, probably, I'd, I'd agree it's definitely part of some of the English football culture isn't it um, oh yeah I think so, it's, it, it, I, I'd argue it's one of the most if not the most iconic football song um, mm. sort of sung I'd, yeah. I'd say and and that's a United fan saying that so mm. you you, yeah. you know I'm not being biased you had to dig deep to, to say that didn't you <laughs> exactly it, it, it pained me <laughs> yeah 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 um, but yeah okay that's the end of my point then okay let's go into a break Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Do you love listening to podcasts, but hate adverts interrupting what you're listening to? Then why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at The 3 Nil Podcast for an ad-free version of the pod in addition to early access to the episodes. For just £3 a month, you can get all that plus more. Please consider subscribing to The 3 Nil Podcast on Patreon. Hello and welcome back to The 3 Nil Podcast. This time we're on our point three and our final point of the episode and it's Ethan's point again. So yeah, Ethan, take it away again. Thank you, Matthew. So, 
my point this week, uh, my second point this is, uh, I, uh, I seem to be taking a few at the moment, but um, <laughs> just picking up Chuck Slack while he's not here. Well, we've uh, done a few shared or... ones, actually, to be fair. Yeah, so... yeah, yeah, to be yeah. fair. This doesn't too bad. But, um, but yeah, this, this is the one I've done a lot of research and I'm not just nicked an article off the internet on. So, you know, <laughs> is it, is it, this one's from the heart. Um, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking at... Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's a lineup. It's, it's, it's an 11 um, for a man that some would call a genius and some would call that bold fraud. Um, mm. I don't fall on either side of the debate. I think he's a great manager. I don't think he's the best, but you know. Yeah, um, I think we're in between that. We're both solidly in exactly, between. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but what I'm really looking at is um, an 11 full of transfers that he has made whilst at Barcelona, Bayern, and Manchester City. Um, I think it's mostly Man City and Barcelona, to be fair, because I can't see he's made any bad signings at Bayern. Right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, this is terrible signings then. Exactly. Or yeah. the worst signing eleven. These these are the worst signings. They're not the worst players, because obviously he would have inherited players from either team. So these are players that he signed and he's wanted and he's brought in that have not lived up to the hype. Yeah, so deals um, that he said okay to, and then it's been a massive yes. mistake. And what the hell There's is he thinking? <laughs> one or two one or two arguable ones on here, but I think most of these you'll agree with. Um Okay. All right. The formation I've gone with is it's a bit similar to yours. So you, you could call it a five, two, three, or you could call it a um Three four three, depending on how you want to interpret it. Yeah. Um, mainly because Pep's got an awful record of buying centre backs. <laughs> that's, that, that's sort of the reason why here. So just a way to get um, three centre backs in there. Okay. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah there's three centre backs, and there's not too many midfielders he's got wrong. To be fair, because he knows his way around a midfielder. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that is Pep's game, though. To be fair, just exactly, as many passes exactly. as possible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So starting off in goal, can you guess who this guy is? This is one you should know. Oh, is um, it Bravo? For City. It is. It is right. Claudio yeah, Bravo. Didn't he sign him for Man, uh, for Man United for Barcelona? So um, Bravo signed for Barcelona, not for Pep. He signed for Barcelona, I think, um, under either Luis Enrique or uh, one of the managers after Pep. Okay. Uh, this was. So he was a Barcelona right. player, moved from Barcelona to Man City, um, was brought in um, as a replacement, you know, when Joe Hart was rather. Um, unceremoniously Dodgy. dumped out of um, out of Man City, which yeah. ultimately led to sort of the the, 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 the tailing of his career. But um, I'm guessing neither Joe Hart or um, Pep Guardiola would have foreseen that at the time. But um, mm. yeah, essentially Guardiola deemed that uh, Hart wasn't good enough for his feet. Uh, brought in Claud- Claudio Bravo, which everyone was like, okay, it makes sense. You know, he's an experienced guy. We're both Barcelona, played in the Champions League, mm-hmm. and he's great with his feet. Unfortunately, what no one predicted is that Bravo is shit with his hands. Um, <laughs> Find absolute, that being a goalkeeper, you kind of need yeah, that, don't you? Had an absolutely torrid time. Well, he wasn't a terrible keeper, but he, he could not handle the physicality of the Premier League. You, you could tell he was used to the, the, this, the La Liga, where they give him a lot more time on the ball and they're not pressed as heavily. And they're not, they, know, they don't really whip crosses in from like corners and set pieces that are really aggressive as much in La Liga. Mm. Um, whereas in the Prem... You're playing against teams like Stoke, um, Burnley. Oh, we love diving headers, don't we? You are, yeah, diving <laughs> headers. And also, they just like, they, they, they'll purposely stick a ball on a goalkeeper's head. And as soon as they smelt weakness of Bravo, you could see week in, week out, players were targeting, like, long balls, long mm. crosses, and Bravo was having that Victoria time. I mean, you look at his stats here, um, and his stats aren't too terrible for a goalkeeper in general, but you've got to take into, take into account he's a goalkeeper from Manchester City. Yeah, and they pretty much won bar one league title, every league title lower. So bar two league titles on the pet, they won 17, 18, 18, 19, and 2021 titles on this under this time. Yeah, right. Sixty one games, sixty goals conceded, and twenty clean sheets. Which doesn't sound terrible, mm. but you know, it's Man- not Man great City either. Exactly. Like yeah, Man City don't often concede that many goals when they play. Like mm. Edison routinely wins the 
Golden Glove in the Premier League because of Man City's defence and the yeah. way they play. And... So, so wait, so how many seasons was he at City for? Um, about four. So he was there from 2016 to 2020. Oh, okay. Um, no, that Man- is not good actually yeah. because 20 clean sheets and so that's five per season. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he, he, was, he was only first choice for a season or two. Um, and a lot of these games he played in later on in his career were cup games and like, you know, like League Cup and FA Cup games. Yeah, but so five clean sheets teams, a season, yeah. that's still not great. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he joined for 17 million quid, which is a fair bit of money for a keeper, to be fair, especially for mm. a 33 year old. Um, left when his contract expired in 2020 uh, on a free transfer uh, and currently plays Real Betis in Spain. Oh, he's um, still playing? Oh, wow. Okay. How old is he now? 37. Okay. All right. Well, 37, 38, I think he is now. He's 37 when he left. He could be 38 now, but, um, right. but yeah. Okay. I think he's the most obvious because other goalkeepers, I mean, he didn't buy too many, but Edison's been a decent signing for them. Mm. And um, the rest of the goalkeepers in the list are sort of backup number twos. And you can't really judge them too much because as much as Bravo was number two later on in his career, you know, he was brought in to replace Joe Hart. And, you know, if he'd have been a success, City would have, wouldn't have had to go and spend... I don't know, was it 35, 40 million pounds on Edison like the mm, season after yeah. that? Because Bravo was that bad. So, right. Okay. Um, that's, that's the goalkeeper. Should we, should we, should we, do you want to do centre backs first or do we do the wing backs first? Should we do centre backs first? I think that'd be more more fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've got a feeling you won't know two of the three of these, but um, if you do, okay. I'm quite impressed. All right. Um, the first one is a centre back called Henrique or Henrique. He's, Port- he's a Portuguese Brazilian. I think he's right. Brazilian, he's Portuguese anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Was signed with Pep in 2008. Um, was signed from Palmeiras in um, Brazil. 21 yeah. years old when he's bought, and he cost him 7.9 million. Now you might not think that's a lot of money, but in 2008 for a Brazilian centre back who was probably sort of rated, but you know, well, that's wasn't about 18 for a top now, team. Exactly. So you're, yeah, yeah. you know, well, well that's it's, Mark Gay. That's, that's effectively who that exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So bought 7.9 million pounds. <laughs> Never made an appearance at Barcelona in any competitions. Oh, whatsoever dear. um then his contract was terminated in 2012 um we went we went back to palmeiras um and he was 25 when he was sold and he's now about 35 playing for Coritiba in brazil um oh, wow. had a few spells okay. at napoli and a few other clubs like that but never really managed to cut it in european football um and obviously for barcelona it was eight million quid sort of down the drain because they didn't get any of that back paid him wages and he never played for them so okay not the best signing for them. Um, yeah. And to answer your question, though, no, I haven't heard yeah. of him. <laughs> well, I think uh, the next player I'd argue is even worse. Um, now, forgive Ow. me this pronunciation. I am not Ukrainian. Um, Dmitro Chiginsky. Okay, that sounds Chig- convincing Chig- enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so he was a centre-back bought um, from Shakhtar Donetsk in 2009 at age 22. Now, at the time, he was one of the most highly rated centre-backs. Um, he probably was the most highly rated centre-back in Eastern Europe. And mm-hmm. one of the most highly rated young centre backs in Europe, and Barcelona obviously respected that um, that title when they paid twenty two million pounds for him in two thousand nine, wow. okay. which is a lot of money for. So that's Ben White now. In, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> now I, I'm just constantly going to try and find like real world scenarios. Cause, 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 yeah, exactly. It's a good way to do it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, so you can see, he was not a success. Um, only set at Barcelona for one season, where he made fourteen appearances. I'm not surprised he, he couldn't break into that team that you know the backline of PK and Poyol, but mm. not many players could. Um, we were sold back the year after to back to Shakhtar Donetsk again for 12.4 million pounds. So okay, you know, they, so they, that's not they too lost, bad. Yeah, not too bad, but they did lose 10 million pounds on him essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least I made something of that though. Yeah, yeah. Spent a lot of his career at Shakhtar, then moved to Greece, 
uh, and is currently a free agent after leaving. Um, oh, I can't believe he left. Uh, it might be, it might be um, Pierre OK, like you mentioned earlier. Okay. Um, but uh-huh. one of those Greek clubs he recently left. Um, it might be a different. No, no sorry, AK Athens is the one because I remember uh, playing yep. yellow. But um, he's got yes. some weird letters in him. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but obviously, he was not a success. Bought for twenty-two million pounds as a probably probably a, in two thousand nine probably a successor to Puyol. They're thinking you know Puyol's thirty-one now. It's getting someone mm. to long, be a long-term replacement. Had an absolutely torrid time. Was not good in the games that he played. I mean, you could argue he won numerous trophies, but was not really a part of their success. And Bro, who did they get in instead? There. Was it Matteo? Matthew, someone like that. Was that, uh, was that the Ma- one? He, he wasn't until way later. It was. Um, was he? I think, uh, yeah, he was not till like 2014. Well, obviously, PK um, was there, but who else? Well, PK and Puyol and Rafa Marquez was there until 2010. Rafa Marquez. Right. Okay. Um, after that, uh, Mascherano was brought in, obviously. Was he? I thought well. Mascherano was still there when Puyol was there. They were. They're there to go, but Puyol didn't retire until 2014. Oh, okay. you, you could argue that Matteo was the eventual replacement. I thought you won about in 2009. I was about to say Matteo was still a No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, moving on off. to the next, the next at the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one, some could say it's slightly controversial, some could say it isn't. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's controversial because of the price they paid for him. This is Nathan Arke. Nathan Ake, Nathan Arke. Okay, yeah. So it was bought in 2020. So I could argue that it's harsh to put him in here mm. because of the fact he's only had a season at, at Man City, but. I'm putting it in mainly for the price that they paid for him. So, obviously, Man City bought him from Bournemouth in 2020 for 41 million quid, which at the time mm. I thought was an absolute fucking rip-off. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth... Well, let's say, we'll say Bournemouth were laughing all the way to the bank, but they were laughing all the way to the championship, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought he was going to be brought in as a rotation centre-back to play with, well, at the time, to be played with, you know, Diaz, Laporte and, um, and Arke, because I thought that Stones was on his way out. Mm. Um, obviously since then John Stones has regained form Ruben Diaz has been an absolute you know godsend for Man City mm. and Laporte has played that first centre-back role and Arke's struggled to even get in 11 sometimes and yeah. when he has played obviously like like the Champions League sorry Champions League Cham- Char- Charity Shield Community Shield mm. final cup games mm. yeah exactly he's not really set the world alight and it's mm. been a bit of a it's a bit of a problem but he, he hasn't been brilliant and it's a bit of a liability yeah, f- f- 15 appearances in one goal in his first season and um, and also partially this season. I think I think in the end, it's going to be a flop because I don't think anyone would pay anywhere near the £41 million pounds that he's really mm. bought for now. Yeah. I, I mean, don't see him going for anything more than 20 at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't I can't have my opinion without saying my Chelsea verdict on him. And when yeah. he was at Chelsea, I did like him, but he did remind me slightly of a bit, a bit like a left-footed David Luiz. Yeah, because he was good defensively in terms of his aggression and stuff, but mm. sometimes he just get caught out. And defensively, he was fine; like he was good going yeah. forward. His passing was decent, um, and his right foot wasn't bad either. But yeah. but yeah, he sometimes get caught out defensively, and then we'd concede and stuff. So um, and when he go out on loan, you'd notice as well. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I did think he was a good player, though. I did think we should have kept him. I but... think I think Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth was, was his level, wasn't it? Like you know, like mid-table mm. sort of prem, like yeah. like you know, finishing mid-table. Because for Bournemouth, he, he was he was Bournemouth's best centre back, and was oh you know, by he, far, yeah. He got his move to Man City from his former Bournemouth, but mm. you know, I, I think he's one of those players that suits a team that defends more mm. because he's you know he has to constantly stay switched on. When he's yeah, in a team like Man definitely. City, where you where you have to be able to be focused twenty four seven without being in action, that's, I think, when he sort of, you know, again, players, David Luiz and players like that sort of falter a bit because mm. they can't stay focused for the full yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, anyway, moving on to left wing back. Um, I, I don't think there's any argument over this player. 
Um, possibly could not even be a footballer anymore by, um, based on current think. personal circumstances. This is uh, uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Mendy. Oh, is okay. No, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm is, thinking, uh, was... who's a player like from 2008 or 2009? No, that I know he, it's someone that's been in the news quite this a week. recent player, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, could, could possibly have his football career ended sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, but I, I won't go too much into his personal circumstances. If anyone is interested mm. in the, the case against him, it is all of BBC News. Mm. Um, yeah. It's fine. We'll... We'll currently remind him on custody at the moment while he's yeah, um, we're, we're gloss over that. awaiting trial for being a shite left back. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Simon Man City in 2017, mm-hmm. um, after a you know a season in which Monaco won the won the Liga, um, he was quite a highly rated left back. Um, I don't say I had my doubts over at Man City, but I watched a bit of the French like French League that season, and he wasn't good defensively then. Unfortunately, he's not good defensively now. Um, he cost him 52 million quid, which is a lot, a lot of money. That is a rip off, even, even for today's an, money. An absolute yeah. rip off, yeah. 52 million quid for mm. a left back. I mean, he, he showed early signs of attacking promise, you know, in his first couple of seasons before he, he, had, he, had, he had a few major injuries, but before he was injured quite a lot, he, he had a few games where he was like, you know, bombing down that left wing and he's putting in crosses, and you're like, oh, wow, this guy's actually like really brilliant. Wait, wait a second. Didn't he, though, didn't he win the league? Wasn't he one of the main left backs, though, when they won the league? What when City or um City? Or, um, no, so pretty much every season Benjamin Mendy's been at City after this, someone has replaced him at various points in the season. So right, was it Delph and Zinchenko? Oh, Delph played there for a bit, Zinchenko played there for a bit, and then this season, obviously, it's rotated between Zinchenko and Cancelo. Right. Yeah. Um. So he's never really nailed down a first team spot. I mean, he's got two goals and twelve assists in seventy five games, which is decent. Um, especially for a left back, twelve assists isn't bad. Mm. The main issue being is his defensive vulnerabilities. I mean, the amount of times you can see City, you know, I remember like every time like any team played against him, you could see that they were targeting that left hand side because they were like, Mendy's going to be sat halfway up the pitch. Um, mm. And as soon as the attack hits, we're going to counter attack down his side. He is not getting back in time for the counter attack to happen. Um, and that was the main, that was one of the main issues. I think he was defensive. Again, going forward, he's all right. But defensively he is, he is not good and he's been a waste of 52 million quid and from Man City's point of view again he may not even be a Man City player come the um, well c- come his trial day who knows yet yeah obviously I mean, we'll, end of the week say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know a few articles they, they've but, done um, yeah. uh, I, I can't remember who did it it might have been Sport Bible or something they did um, squad yeah. depth they did a post about squad depth about all the, yeah. the top 10 teams in the league and um, they didn't even list Mendy on it <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that would suggest that he's probably not going to be a Manchester, Manchester City player. Exactly. Um, Again, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say now. Obviously, he he's been charged. He hasn't been convicted, as as, as you know, as as, mm. as the English court system is innocent till proven guilty. So he'll have a stay in court. But the fact he's been like you know he's been remanded in custody. He's, he's not been allowed bail. Isn't a good sign for him. Um, all the situation and yeah, it's it's a very very sorry situation and and if. If he's found guilty, obviously we'd be prosecuted to the full extent of the law and should be. But mm, yeah, um, we'll, we'll move on from that as we are not experts uh, in, in any, any no. sort of the imagination when it comes to um, the legal system or, yeah. or friends as such matter. We're so. definitely not in a position to comment any further on that, are we? <laughs> no, exactly <laughs> yeah. not. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on to the midfield. So um, the first midfield I've got here, um, you'll remember from um, probably his time at Stoke rather than his time at Barcelona. And no, it is not Bojan. It is uh, Ibrahim Afalai. Oh, oh, was he a was he a pep signing? Okay, 
Yeah, because he was, he was, he was pipped to be like one of the best next or one of the next best players, wasn't he? Exactly, and, exactly. So, he, yeah, okay. He was brought in uh, midway through the 10 11 season uh, by Pep. Um, he was brought in from PSV Eindhoven um, after, like, you know, Athelai could pretty much play any position across midfield. He could play as a winger, he could play as number 10, could play as a deep line playmaker, could play anywhere. Um, brilliant on the ball, brilliant technical ability, um, quite good physically, not the best, but mm. obviously. Barcelona at the time, it was more about your technical ability than it was about your physical prowess. He was brought in, probably again seen as a long-term successor to some of the midfielders of Iniesta and Xavi and players like that, and to provide competition to them. Um, Barcelona only paid, they didn't pay too much for him. They paid two and a half million pounds for him. Um, oh, wow. He okay. was, he, yeah. He was the no, last year's contract it. when they bought him in January, yeah. That's worth it, yeah. Okay. Um, made 35 appearances over the space of four and a half years, getting two goals and one assist, which isn't terrible, but isn't good either. Yeah, well, for two and a half million, you're not expecting to set the world light either, though. Exactly. But what would I how, the ca- how was he expected as the next best young player ever and all that for two and a half million? That's it was that's a, for... he was bought he was bought in January of the final year of his contract, so he wasn't signing a new contract. Oh, okay. Open, and then they sold him in January for what money they could get. So the, yeah, the, the okay. fees a bit misleading. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was, was two and a half million sense. pounds because he had six months left in his contract. So it could have been like ten million or so. Yeah, it could have been way more yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously left in 2015, um, went to Stoke. Um, he he was part of that. Do you remember that brief six months that Stoke had when it was like, um, but when they him, were good, Shakiri, Bojan <laughs> were all playing. It was it, it yeah. was like it was, it was like a like it was like a, it literally was like a, like a retirement home. Well, not, not even a retirement home, but like a like a team where the like Mark Hughes assembled like a top club ex youth academy. Yeah, essentially, mm. yeah. But like, yeah, Jarvan Shakiri, Bojan Kurik, um, Afalai. Uh, Mark Minieza, who came from Barcelona's academy, like you had all these brilliant players. I think that's another point we need to think about as well. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah, probably, probably that season at Stoke where they had yeah. Bojan, which is mental. Like Bojan yeah. feeding through Peter Crouch, <laughs> nothing I ever thought I'd see in my life. But um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, left Barcelona in 2015, age 29. Um, spent a few years at Olympiacos and is now actually retired at the age okay. of I think 35 now. But but yeah. The next player in here, um, Chuck would be very well aware of. This is Alexander Hleb. Alexander um, who? Hleb. 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 The Belarusian uh, midfielder okay. for yeah. play, play for Arsenal. Uh, I do know him. Yeah, I was just making sure yeah, we were yeah. pronouncing that name right. Yes. Hleb. Yeah. H-L-E-B. Hleb. Hleb. Okay. Cool. Um, Perfect. Was bought by Barcelona, age 27 in 2008. Um, Barcelona paid £13.5 million pounds for him, which isn't a huge amount, but it's a fair amount for 2008 for midfielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, similar story to a lot of them. Never really hit the heights that he hit at Arsenal. Um, 36 games, no competitions over the space of about four seasons. Um, no goals and three assists really isn't that great for a player who's, you know, like in a, he was basically like a number 10 or a winger, really. Oh, yeah. And that's he, not, he never that's really not hit idea. that sort of heights. Mm. Uh, left Barcelona in 2012, going to Krilia Sovetov, which is a Russian team. Okay. Um, he was age, age 30 at the time, uh, joined them off the loan spells at Stuttgart and uh, Birmingham City. Um, just recently retired after spending most of the rest of his career um, at various Russian clubs and then going back to Belarus and playing. I think he played at Barte Borisov at various points as well in uh, in, in Belarus. So he's, he's had quite a varied career and played till he was 40, but obviously never quite hit the same heights at Arsenal. Um, but you can say he was a Barcelona player, which I'm guessing is something in itself. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, on to the final, I've got three more players and then one honourable mention, because the honourable mention was a free transfer, but he was dog shit. Um, <laughs> in no way possible. Um, the, 
the right winger on this list is a player that I wasn't aware of until I got reminded of this, and I doubt you'll be aware of him. It's, it's a player called um, Kerrison or Kerrison. Um, uh, no, was yeah. bought in two thousand and nine, age twenty. So he was a Brazilian wonder kid, along, along the lines of you know like Gabriel Martinelli and Vinicius Junior now, and yeah. to an extent Neymar. You know, a player bought from the Brazilian league who's meant to be brilliant. Right. Um, okay. One of their top but, performers. Exactly. Exactly. It was yeah. it was bought from Palmeiras for twelve point one million mm-hmm. um, in two thousand and nine. Um, never made an appearance to Barcelona in five oh. years. Uh, was loaned to various clubs. Uh, never made an appearance. Never scored a goal. Was underwhelming at most clubs he went to. Um, ended up going back to Brazil in 2014 on a free transfer, being uh, going to Coritiba. Uh, and now he's 32 or 33. He's a free agent. So, you know, Barcelona paid 12 million quid for him. Didn't get anything back really. Um, and then yeah, never really amounted to anything. Mm. Yeah, okay. Like, Fair enough. Um, That's definitely justified to be in this 11 then. Yes. Left wing. Um, a player, I forgot he played for Man City, but he did. Um, do you remember the Man City winger Nolito? Yes, I do. Yep. Spanish one. Mm-hmm. So, signed in 2016 by Pep. Um, one of his first signings at Man City. Um, weirdly signed at 29 years old. You know, Pep doesn't really sign older players that often, but mm. 29 year old he was signed. Well, uh, if signed he does that, Celtic you'd Vigo. expect him to be very, very good. Yeah, you would do. Um, so was signed from Celta Vigo uh, for £13.8 million, which isn't a lot, but, mm. you know, for a 29-year-old, it's, it's not a fee. What, what um, year was this again, sorry? Uh, 2016. So it, it, okay. This is before right. Neymar broke the transfer market. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, okay. the year before. Um, yeah, got six goals and five assists in 30 games, which isn't bad, but, you know, isn't brilliant. Um, mm. 11 goals in all competitions. Yes, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Um, only spent one year in Man City. Um, left the following season to go to Sevilla. For 6.1 million. So obviously Man City lost about well, about seven, eight million pounds on this player. Mm. Plus wages. Um, mm. Plus wages. Um was sold at the air following the age 30, and now currently plays back in for Celta Vigo. Okay. Um, well. My honorable mention before I get on to the final player uh, is a centre back slash DM. Do you remember Jan Kirchhoff? No. Uh, played for <laughs> Bayern Munich. Um no, sorry. So he was he was bought in, in 2013, age 22 for Bayern Munich, um, from Mainz. Uh, it was a free transfer. However, over three years, only um only made twelve appearances with no goals, no assists. Uh, can never really break into the Bayern team. Was loaned out to a few clubs. Uh, Bayern did sort of make a profit on him. They sold him for seven hundred and thirty-three k, uh, even though that um you know he'd barely paid for them and cost them about a bit of money in wages. Okay. But then um, again, if you're if you're holding mid, you're never going to get past prime Sebastian Schweinsteiger, are you? So yeah, so yeah. Bastian Schweinsteiger was in front of him and, and, and in defence. Bastian Schweinsteiger, not Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. and then instead of back, you could bypass um Benatia, um or um it was at the time probably uh Boateng and players like that with no, no bit past mm. them. So yeah. Um was actually sold in January 2016 to Sunderland. Um oh. and then played for various teams in Germany uh, in the second and third tier before now being retired, aged I think 31 or 32. Now, the final player in this list is the most controversial, but I think does deserve a place in this. And it's not the player's fault. I say this is the manager's fault. This is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Hear okay. me out. Hear okay. me out no, I understand why. I, I understand why already. Yeah. So, mm. was bought to Barcelona in 2009 uh, by Pep. Um, Pep and Samuelito, who was the player who went to uh, Inter Milan in this deal, um, they, they'd had their issues for a while ever since Pep came in. Pep didn't rate Eto'o, didn't want Eto'o at the club. Um, Eto actually basically told Guardiola to fuck himself. Stayed the next <laughs> year. Was meant, meant to leave in 2008, ended up leaving in 2009. Helped Barcelona win the treble in 2008-9 season. Mm-hmm. 
um, scored was pretty much the top goal scorer. And then the following season, Pep was still like, I know you're a top goal scorer and you just have what's won a treble. You can still fuck off. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eto then went, surprisingly went to Inter and won a treble with Jose at Inter, mm. which oy you oy. know, yeah. um, probably fucked Pep up even more. Um, mm. But yeah, Slatan was brought in. For, so, Melos 2009 was brought in for £60 million, which at the time is like wow. six, £60 million at that time. That must have been the world top- Well, yeah, it wasn't. Oh, sorry. It wasn't the world Ronaldo. Fee. When, when did the Ronaldo same go? Time, same time. So, the same window yeah. Ronaldo went. So, it was less right. than Ronaldo costs, but you know. Yeah. This is more than Torres cost two years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. this is this is Neymar, Mbappe type money at that time. You know, six sixty million quid was unheard of. Mm. Um, and while Slatan had a good season personally, you know, he got twenty two goals and thirteen assists in forty two games, forty six games. That's a very good season. Which, you yeah. know, a thirty five goal return in forty six forty six games. Mm. Um, but never really settled in Barcelona. Wasn't happy that he wasn't the star. You know. Zlatan always thinks that he should be the focal point of the team and with Lionel Messi in that team, he was never going to be. Mm, um, yeah. I don't think Pep, well, from what Zlatan says, Pep didn't manage the situation very well either and Pep and Zlatan have had a very, very rough relationship ever since then. Um, the following season, he was loaned out to AC Milan um, and then sold to them in 2011 for 27 million quid. So you've gone from buying them for 60 million and selling them for 27 million quid the following season. Um oh uh, after one season at Milan, obviously went to PSG, then went to Man United, then went to LA Galaxy, and it's back at Milan now. Age 39, still banging in goals left, mm. right, and centre. But yeah, the main reasons that's in this list is the amount of money they spent on him. They spent 60 million quid on him. And whilst he was personally a success, you know, the player that Pep let go in another direction helped a rival team in Italy um, win the Champions League, win, win the treble, which they hadn't done ever. Mm. And if you look yeah. at the fees spent here, um, they... In total, this is £254 million spent on players. And the amount they've recouped is £49 million. Quid. Oh, dear. Um, That's not if ideal. You to- if you count total appearances, it's 335 appearances between all the players mm-hmm. with 93 goals scored and a 34 assist. So 54 assists. But if you take out the Zlatan effect, there is a combined 289 appearances with 11 goals and 21 assists. Oh dear. Which, not good. Considering yeah. they've, again, taken out the Zlatan effect, spent £194 million, got back £22 million. So you can <laughs> say that all these players are, mm. are flops and um, that all makes makes my 11. Um, yeah. But yeah, is there... Do, do, do you agree with any of these? I was, I was like, do you agree? Do you agree these players? Matt, is there any players yeah. you would put in yourself? I do agree with Zlatan, but I, just to point out, like you say, I do think it is because... Messi was better than him, unfortunately, yeah. for, for, for Zlatan. So yeah. he didn't really suit the system that Pep moulded Barcelona to be when he was there. Yeah. So that is the sole reason why he was there. Like, if it was based off his career, there's no way he'd be on that in that oh, 11. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're, you're going off the signing that and their quality that season. And it, it's also yeah. a compliment to all the strikers that he has signed because for, him, yeah. for Zlatan Ibrahimovic to be worse and to score 22 goals in one season, for that yeah. to be his worst striker signing, then... Fair play. If you think, if you think of all, all, all the rest after that, if you think, what, instead of like, I'm talking about strikers who weren't like brought in as a backup, who were brought in to play. Mm. You've got Lewandowski at Bayern. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got, um, you can maybe put Gabriel Jesus in here, but I think that'd be harsh. I think yeah, no, Jesus because he's, was, he's been useful yeah. for them though, isn't he? So He's been useful yeah. and also Jesus wasn't really brought in as a, like Aguero was the main striker, but Jesus mm. was brought into rotation. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you can't put Ronaldo or, or Kane or, or Holland or 
any strikers in there for City this season because they've been unsuccessful in signing all of them. Mm, um, yeah. But but, but yeah, um, I think that pretty much pretty much ends my point. I think that's going to yeah. end the point and end, end, end the podcast, isn't it? That is. You're 100% correct there. So cool. yeah. Okay, that is going to be the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Matt, the Chelsea fan, and Ethan has been Ethan Ormston, the United fan. And uh, yeah, just a quick uh, caveat to the end of this episode. We've actually got, for those of you that enjoy FIFA, we've actually got a YouTube video up um, that's sponsored by us at the moment um, where uh, myself and Chuck have played the FIFA 22 beta and we've just reviewed it. So um, it's more of a YouTube video. So we've actually got videos of our faces and stuff. Um, So it's more of a vodcast rather than the podcast that you're used to. So if you're interested in that, uh, go look it up. Um, The user is mgok1200. But yeah, you can just search uh, FIFA 22 beta review um and then you'll probably see us at some point with the three nil podcast um so yeah but if you fancy if that thing tickles your fancy then go obviously check us out on youtube but anyway um if not obviously thanks again and uh we'll see you again next time goodbye rise up from the ashes wings on my back stay like a matchstick we ain't coming back i swear just let go and see what happens gotta Magic happen. They got is a quick change, so we like a in face. I just bought a new watch, time to make my wrist ring. The zero gravity keeps elevating me. Clouds, so I I can't see the ground. So I I coming down. So no I I ever coming down. Rise up from the ashes, wings on my back, stay lit like a matchstick. We ain't coming back, I swear. Just let go and see what happens. Gotta let go to see the magic happen. They got is a quick change, so we like a in face. I just bought a new watch, time to make my wrist ring. The zero gravity keeps elevating me. podcast is just opinions of three people and sometimes a guest about football the content of this show is provided for educational and entertainment purposes only it is not intended to disrupt or harm anyone in any way you shouldn't make your own assumptions based on things that have been said in our podcast without undertaking your own research first any music we have used is thanks to no copyright sounds you can find them on youtube by searching ncs or going to https colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash no copyright sounds thanks for listening to the free nil podcast if you have enjoyed today's episode please consider subscribing to our patreon at free nil podcast 
or following our Twitter and Instagram accounts, which are also at 3 Podcast. Thank you, and see you next week.